Welcome everyone to another episode of Chat Grapple and Cheat Pops podcast. I'm here with my main man JB. I am Chris Dredd. We are Stevenage's number one wrestling podcast, hence the Stevenage football shirt, because we're in the Euros. Hertfordshire, uh, you... baby. Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire, baby. How you doing, man? Uh, it's another it's another glorious day out here in sunny uk never thought you'd say that much um sunny uk it's been you know been brilliant Bruv, Euros hot, in, everything's going good hottest day of the year man's wearing crocs and i don't give a fuck right, that's a step too far but, <laughs> yeah we now know that Chris wears crocs when uh, he's out and about they're <laughs> like my, they're like zubaz bro if i had a pair of zubaz yeah some crocs and a fanny pack who's gonna fuck with me bro and no one gym, and a gold gym vest you get what I'm saying? No one's going to fuck with me. Crocs <laughs> and Zubaz. Come on. One of our best intros yet. Um, before <laughs> we before we get to anything, you know, we want to thank everybody, you know, all those new followers on Facebook, you know, shout out to every one of those. Shout out to anyone that messaged us whilst we had a brief hiatus. We were a little bit quiet, especially show-wise. We've, you know, been very busy boys. Um Lots of bits and bobs, as Chris would say. Lots Enough. of uh, bits and bobs going on. Um, but yeah, we thank everyone for any of their messages, any of their, you know, concerns. You know, we are all right. We are good. We are just very busy. Um, and it is sometimes very hard to match our schedules up. And it just so happens that today is a Sunday. It is June the something. Um, England <laughs> played, so nobody seemed to work today. Um, <laughs> Here we are. Um, it is the Euros before we get into where you can find us and all that. And there was a horrific incident yesterday, which we want to touch on because, you know, the player involved did play for Chris's favourite team. So, Chris, all yours. Yeah, Christian Eriksen, man. Shout out to his friends, his family, the whole Denmark team. Um, fuck you to the TV channel that felt the need to literally broadcast the whole fucking thing. Um, could have really cut to someone in a studio. No one really needs to see that. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to Christian Eriksen. He's a yid, always will be a yid. Um, you know fucking horrific to see on your TV screens. Um, you know, it reminded me of the old Patrice Muamba. You remember? Yeah, uh, clearly. You know? but, uh, yeah, I was at home watching that. And that was at Tottenham as well. Again, Patrice Muamba passed out and had a heart attack in the middle of the pitch, had to be resuscitated, died on the on the pitch and was brought back by um, the, the, the EMTs. I just, I just remember they resuscitated him for 40 minutes. Unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, shout out to Christian Eriksen. Hope he's doing well. Apparently, um, the early thoughts on it are that he will never really play football again, which is a fucking shame. Um, but yeah, he's alive. Um, so we, we, yeah, we, we give a shout out to Christian Eriksen. Obviously, friend of the podcast that he is. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, and anyone anyone we mention is a friend and fan of the podcast. So just bear that in mind. Um, so yeah, shout out to Christian Eriksen. Um, yeah. Uh, the yeah, shout out to Christian Eriksen, the Danish team, like for doing what they did on the pitch, linking arms and making sure you know his privacy was kept somewhat. Uh, shout out to the medical staff, man. Quick responding. That's how you need it at any sporting event. Let that be a lesson. That's right. Every wrestling show out there. 
Oh, the shade. Bring it. That's where the shade. Because <laughs> you know, this is a wrestling podcast and this is what we talk about. You know, football is always secondary on this show. But quick responding, you know, emergency staff is, you know, it's what you need everywhere. Every show, every event, every company. It's, it's fucked. Like, kayfabe's dead. But when people are injured, oh, no, they've got to keep kayfabe. You know what I mean? It's mental. Like, it's like the only situation they ever keep kayfabe is fucking when someone's legitimately injured and they're like, no, no, we can't sell it. Fuck off, man. Fuck's sake. Uh, moving, moving on from, you know, footballing things. Um, remember, you know, remember to tell them where they can find us, Chris. Bro, if you're looking at our beautiful mugs, you're watching us on YouTube, which is Chat Grapple and Cheap Pots podcast on YouTube. You can catch us on the social meds. Uh, basically, Jordan is the main man on the social meds. So we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. It's up on the screen at Chat Grapple Pops. You can catch us on Podbean, Spotify, Deezer, Castbox, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio. Um, Amazon Radio, uh, Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, fucking Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your fucking podcasts, we will be there chatting shit. So you can catch us on all of that. Indeed. And there was two fuckings in there as well. I couldn't believe Fucking that. know that, bruv. Is, you know what? Yeah, we haven't done an episode for a while. So I feel like, you know, it's... Uh, you know, I've been working pretty hard. We've both been working pretty hard. Um, you know, so it, today is the day to unleash the beast. You oh. know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm sorry in advance uh, for my sporadic, um, you know, swearing, which may possibly happen for people that have listened to the podcast before. We do not hold back, do we, Jordan? No, we do not. Um, yes, quick reminder, at Chat Grapple Pops for... All your good social media sites, your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Instagrams, not TikTok. We're not TikTokers. Fuck TikTok. No, I don't know, man. Maybe we should maybe we should get on the TikTok. You know what I mean? Oh no. Yeah, what we're we gonna do? Start flossing. <laughs> maybe. Give give me that Owen Hart music. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll get on Working on the timeline, yeah. Yeah, work it. No, well, we, there's no, there's no plans for TikTok. Um, maybe when the wrestling shows start, maybe we can try and you know grab some little TikToks with a few wrestlers here maybe and there. Maybe so. That could that's something to something to definitely think about. That's not a, not a bad idea. I will give yeah. you. Uh, All right, nice. Before we hop in that that sweet sweet Delorean, you know, we always cover news. We're going to try and do it quickly because let's face it, I mean, there's a lot of shit to get through. Um, where do shit, you want to start? Shit being the active word. Um, we can start you, with Against All Odds, which was technically last night, if we're talking about it uh, right now. It was last night. Against All Odds. Spoiler alert, Kenny retained. Fuck me. Sorry, that's um, that's a little bit out of character for me, but I'm <laughs> bored with it. It's a boring story. It's, it's a fucking vanity project for one of the booking team members who are now just big we're just shitting all over impact wrestling for the sake of it um it's not it's not reciprocal it's not bringing viewers to 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 
Impact Wrestling. It's not bringing Nick viewers to any show. It's not bringing viewers. Dude, you know what? Yeah, as I look in front of me, okay, thousand wasn't it for AW last week? Oh, but it's because of the NBA, bro. Oh, don't not- worry. Everyone DVR'd it apparently, according to one uh, notable wrestling journalist. Yeah. 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 Cool, bro. As they say, as the genius crew said, cool, bruv. Um, so, <laughs> another niche UK reference there for anyone. So um, as I look in front of me, Jordan, I am looking at my beautiful TNA Deluxe Impact figures, okay? I'm looking at the Pope D'Angelo De Niro. I'm looking at Eric Young. I'm looking at Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett, um, Mannix. Yeah, um, AJ Styles, Sting, you know, Scotty Steiner. I'm looking at the glory days of it's, Impact. It's, it's glory days, yeah. It, the glory days of Impact Wrestling. And what I see nowadays is, you know, Tony Khan and uh, Kenny Omega pulling down their fucking trousers and curling out a Mr. Whippy all over what was once my my beloved TNA and they're just taking a massive turd all over Impact Wrestling by, you know, who's allowing this? We don't know the mechanisms of this destruction. We don't know what is being said backstage of, you know, who's manipulating who or who's saying, yeah, bro, you know, this is good. This is going to be good for us both, bro. Um, you know, we don't fucking know, you know, but there's probably a man with his arms crossed trying to push his pecs up. There's probably another curly haired twat there with multiple belts. You know, please stop the madness. Stop it. Please. Looking in some sort of in some part of that universe, someone said, you know, maybe Moose should go over tonight. And he said, yeah, that doesn't work for me, brother. Fucking 100 percent. 100 percent. He, you know. The, the the thing that gets me is it's so amazing how these a again i'm going to mention it i'm still in the groups it's not good for my mental health but i'm still in them the aew fan groups okay i when when andrade or andrade or whatever yeah signed for aew right there was talk there was yeah, he signed, right? So there, there was talk that he may have had some kind of creative control. or so, Although Tony Khan has veto vote over everything, there was outrage of the, in, in the fans' eyes, in these fucking wanking fanboys' eyes, that any wrestler could possibly have any kind of say over his own destiny in, this, in that company. Then when I reminded them that, Kenny Omega and the Bucks and Cody are all on the booking committee and all basically have creative control over everything. And there's no way that Tony Khan is vetoing any of their decisions. There's no way. Tony Khan is a fucking mark. And there's no way that all these dickheads that he's crowded around himself, and I'm including Cody in that dickhead as well for what he'd done to a go-go. That whole... Well, if if we can you know, cast your minds back just a minute to last week or like the week before whenever else we did our last show yeah it was but it was AEW it was AEW positive we were doing our best with what we had you know you can only do what you can with the material you're given and we implored that committee not 
to not to squash it, not to ruin the heat. You know, yes, we're British. Yes, a go-go British. But the man had some serious, you know, serious momentum behind him. And you know, lo and behold, they squashed it in one fucking night. It was What's he doing now. He, he tag team with QT fucking Marshall. Where was it? You know, where yeah. is it going? We oh, said, yeah. what would be the point in Cody beating him after the build? And it wasn't a huge build up, but it was the start of something. And I'm getting sick to death of, again, these AEW wank boys talking that's what it They're was. talking about long-term booking. Fuck, there's no such thing in AEW as long-term booking. They don't do long-term booking. Long-term booking isn't your booking yeah. committee Chris, wrestlers. Christian and Kazarian's rematch from seven years ago on Impact was apparently long-term booking. That's not long-term, do you know what I mean? Long-term booking is not your booking committee active wrestlers holding titles inevitably forever. That is not what long-term booking means. Long-term booking is angles that last for longer than two weeks right we could have had and we should have had a chris jericho and mjf tag team championship run they should have beaten the bucks that's how they, you break up a tag team you haven't lost championship you don't just have them piss around for five minutes they fucked around for five minutes got a little bit of heat by beating up the bucks's dad and then literally in the next match the buck the bucks went over and and jericho and mjf split up and then now it's faction city usa in AEW, like honestly, it is so frustrating, and it, it's just th these these fans. The the last pay per view, they're like, "This is the best pay per view I've ever seen in my life, dude." Did you not watch WrestleMania nineteen? You fucking pricks! The fuck is wrong with you? You're gonna get this every time. Though. Every time AEW does a pay per view, every time AEW has a you know an announcement, it's the best announcement ever. You know, it's the best this ever, best that ever. That's fine. Diehards will be diehards, and that's cool. Like, you know, I'm not worried. We're not bothered by that. It's when it doesn't make sense. When, yeah. you know, Leo Rush was the surprise in the in the Joker Battle Royal, whatever it is, the wild card thing. He lasted two minutes, and he was thrown out. What a surprise. And then um, injured himself and then retired. Yes. That that's AEW um, actively killing careers off. Like, I'm surprised I mean, that I'm all for I'm all for a jungle boy push. I'm I'm you know, is he gonna win the world title on that Saturday or whatever it is that special? Unlikely. Uh, to be honest, at this point, anyone but anyone could win it. And I think people like us would be, you know, happier. I just, you know, I, you know, I let, can't let negative one roll up Omega. And take the title. Dude, I don't care. Like, fuck it, do it, man. You yeah. know, I. As long as you know, you, it's just any kind of criticism that is warranted is just falling on deaf ears. And I'm sorry, the company is not gonna last long. It's not gonna last long if it keeps going down the road. It's going down. You can't. It can last as long as it wants. It's you know, it's got. It seems like it's got an endless supply of cash. So. Let it keep going. I mean, until the money, until the sponsorship drops, and the, I mean the viewership drops way below four hundred thousand, which is where it was last week. Um, you know, it can carry on. You know, these we don't know what sort of contracts some of these guys are on. We we do. This is the thing. 
We do. Big or not. We it's know Jericho been, makes a big, big wedge. But. It's been spoken about, yeah, that a lot of these guys, even the shit guys, are making three times or four times the money that they ever should be making. You know, you've got like, you know, Joey Janella or oh, whatever yeah. his name is, making yeah. a shit ton of money. You've got all these people making loads of money that they shouldn't really be on. Like, you know what makes me laugh is... The, the 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 fact they want to be different to WWE so much and then they keep heralding signings like Mark Henry, The Big Show. Like, do you really think that Vince is bothered? That they're, like, think of the huge amount of money that AEW is paying. Yeah, Vince, Vince got the golden years out of those. He's not worried. Of course he's not. And AEW is stupid for signing these people. What, like, I, I still don't get why they signed Big Show. I still don't get why they signed Mark Henry. Like, they're not even, like, like, don't get me wrong. I like Big Show. I've got a Big Show figure literally right behind me. I like Big Show in his heyday. These, these men are now basically retired and they are just literally milking the mark for millions of dollars well i saw it online um maybe two three days ago you know it was to do with botches it was uh you know another botch sort of thing you know botch clips you know from aw and it said literally some of these guys are stealing the living they are stealing the living from tony khan naively naively or not like whether tony knows what he's doing these people are just robbing him you know robbing his pockets What the workers or these these ex stars? The workers and ex stars. You know, did did Mark Henry really? Does Mark Henry or the Big Show really need a massive wage from Tony Khan? Or could they have continued to? You know, Big Show had a Netflix series, and you know, stuff like that isn't cheaply made, is it? No, I mean it's you know it's just, it's just it's fucking up the pension as opposed to you know putting food on the table. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, it's fucking Tony Khan's problem. You know, he he basically is it, like I hate to keep saying it, the geezer is living. He's a mark. He just likes he's being a dream man. Like, he's living. He's living a dream. But ultimately, it doesn't mean that you've got a good wrestling company. It just means that all these wrestlers are taking the piss out of you, bruv. And like behind your back, you know, they're just probably laughing. They're laughing. All of them are laughing. You know, the product is subpar. People are getting injured all the fucking time. You've got people that really should still be training. Um, you know, I mean, Statlander nearly broke someone's fucking neck the other day. Fuck it. I'd call Bill Watts. Mate, get him start slapping motherfuckers. Get, get like, someone like Bill Watts in there for, I mean, at this point, it's just for kick for my own kicks because I think that would be hilarious. He'd squash the top rope rules take the mats away from the floor, you know, all that good stuff that, you know, all that I'm, good shit. And my God, some of those people need those mats on the floor. <laughs> Honestly, dude, it, I, I like it, it. I hate to sound like a broken record and we hate to do this. When AEW does good stuff, we, we praise it. But then literally the next week they give us with one hand and then they take us away. You they, know, they, they, they slap us away. With the other. They, they slap us away, baby. You know, they, they just, they the, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. There's a, always the talk of WWE doesn't know how to book and this, this, and this. Mate, AEW, some next level of just 
nothing makes sense. You know, well, it's just they're yeah. just having a laugh. Speaking of having a laugh, we could switch on to Raw, but I mean, I'm not watching it at the minute just because I don't, you know, I, I don't want to subject myself to that two and a half hours. Smackdown, on the yeah. other hand, Smackdown's main event is quite amazing. The uh, Tribal Chief is still doing bits over there on SmackDown, and long may that continue. Um, there's, there's, there's talk of Samoa Joe. There's talk of Samoa Joe going back to NXT. Why not? If he's fit, put him in. Don't stick yeah. him at the commentary table. Don't make him stand in the rain at WrestleMania. Put his ass in the ring and let him do what Joe does. Maybe it was all a work. Maybe, maybe it was a work. Maybe it was, I mean, who knows these days? People working all the time. Fuck. Um, it could be as yes. simple as that. I mean, what do you think of these releases? Well, yeah, we uh, something we mentioned. I, I wasn't really hugely surprised. I mean, yeah, they tried to reheat uh, Alistair Black slash Tommy End on TV. If they were going to release him, why bother? I think it was a snap decision made by someone just below Triple H, Vince, you know, sort of level. Maybe Johnny Ace kind of deal. Um, the other, only other surprising one was Strowman. Strowman, but from what I heard, it was more to do with money than anything else. He was on too much money, which is crazy in this. You know, but he's now charging five figures to go on any indie show. So more power to him. He's going to make a lot of money. Still fresh. He's he's uh, he said as well. He's not going to wrestle nowhere else. As soon as he leaves WWE, he said, "That's it. I'm not. I'm not going to sign with no one." I mean, that remains to be seen. But <laughs> but I mean, all this talk as well. Another thing about AEW: when any any time anyone gets released, all these fucking dickhead fanboys are talking about Tony sign him, Tony sign him, Tony sign him. They AEW does not have the booking infrastructure or the 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 programming infrastructure to to accommodate these people. They can barely do with anything who they've got. If you sign, if you sign, for instance, a Tommy End, Alistair Black, whatever you want to call him, if you sign him, and he makes a little splash on pay per view or not Impact, Dynamite, um, and then you put him in two weeks' time on Dark, you've put him in the freezer. You've exactly. Put him in the freezer to to go cold, and. They don't have the time so I'm saying. to keep bringing new people in and pushing them to the moon. They don't have that sort of, and like you said, the infrastructure is not, they just do not have it. And it doesn't make any sense to bring in, you know, another one of the releases, for instance. Who else was there? I can't think of the top of my head now. Um, I can't think either. Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot, yeah. yeah. They bring her in. She goes after Britt Baker. She loses to Britt Baker two weeks' time. You know, she's on dark or on elevation. And That's it's, what I'm saying. it's finished. It yeah, does. it's done. It's 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 amazing to me how how all of this stuff, how how these people, these super fans, um, 
you know, don't see what is in front of their face. AEW doesn't, like I've said before in previous episodes, AEW is the biggest um, participation, oh, let everyone have a go kind of company. You know, let's just have fun, guys. Um, you that, know, That's what that Battle Royal was about. It was a bunch of nobodies with Christian, Matt Hardy and Jungle Boy. Yeah. No, Let them have a go. Oh, go on. You know, it's fucking bollocks, man. Yeah. Woke wankers. Like, it's it's just, you know, let everyone have a go, you know. No, let's not let everyone have a go. All let's friends push. wrestling. Yeah, all friends wrestling, you know. Let's fucking... <laughs> let's actually create decent storylines and give people proper pushes and take the belts off the guys on the booking committee, please. Because they're not putting no one over. Who are they putting over? So with no one. that in mind, shall we just shall we just press our magic buttons and head back in time? Please, because I might bust a blood vessel if we keep talking let's, about let's AEW. Head to Syracuse, New York, at the Onondaga War Memorial. Yep, that's what it was called. Um, because tonight, in any case. Is NXT's in your house, but we thought, fuck it, we don't want to watch that straight away. Let's let's treat ourselves to in your house number one, the very first one from Syracuse, New York. It's 1995. It's May 14th. The main event, yeah. <laughs> Diesel and Sid. Seven thousand in attendance. Now this is a good one. Three hundred thirty-two thousand pay-per-view buys. It's nearly as many people who watched AEW this week. Dynamite, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, In Your House was a new concept. It was created in response to WCW keep up in their, you know, pay-per-views count. Like, every time WCW put on another pay-per-view, felt it eventually got to 12, you know, got to one a month, and it just probably didn't help things. But In Your House was designed to be a shorter show at a cheaper price, so customers would buy in and you know, check it all out. But you've got to also remember that it's 1995. Things are not great in the WWF. Um, thinking Vince's trial is around this time. 1990, right? Yeah, 95. Um, yeah, well, not Vince's trial. Um, what, I, what I do know is that he did bring in other, other bookers to, for just-in-case moments. And one of those was Bill Watts. Um, and the other one I think was Jerry Jarrett he was sort of testing the water to see who might have to take over if something went completely wrong I know I know Jerry Jarrett there was talk of him coming in just in yeah. case um, Vince ended up you know going for a Burton but not, you know, nonetheless it is Mother's Day in the US at this point and we are greeted by Vince himself and <laughs> I mean it's Michael P.S. Hayes as Doc Hendricks, our heel commentator for the evening. He's heelish, but he's for me it, it doesn't work. He's he's hamming it up loads, isn't he? He's yeah. definitely healing it up loads. He's coming in with the, you know, with the with the with the jibes. Um, so let's not, let's not forget we also had Carlos Cabrera and Hugo Savinovich sitting next to them. That's right. Uh, at that poor old Spanish announce table. So on the VHS, you get 20 minutes of extra matches. Oh, um, okay. 
Yeah, there was Undertaker versus Karma, and there was Bam Bam Bigelow versus Tatanka. So that would fucking Vince, what are you doing? Yeah, man. Me? Yeah, so that would. Um, what were they placed in the show? Were they scattered in between? Okay, so you're going to have to take the lead on those because I didn't see them. <laughs> well, we'll we'll leave we'll leave them out. So whoever's got the VHS, they are variously scattered, as you can see here. Um, exclusive video presentation includes two bonus matches Undertaker versus Karma and Bam Bam Bigelow versus Tatanka so okay. the main event at the end will make a little bit more sense to why certain people turned up yeah um, yeah, I, uh, yeah I'm a little bit annoyed about that I didn't know um, should have really remembered or something but didn't, didn't check it out so in in this case, it wasn't Turner that fucked you over. It was fucking Vinny. Turner's Mac. the one that usually fucks you. Over. Yeah, usually I get fucked over on the VHS and I miss stuff out on the old oh. Turner home video. Right, but sports. Yeah, man, Silver Vision never lets you down. Yeah, um, we're gonna dive straight into it because they do too, and it's I mean, one of my favourites from around this time, Hakushi, with Shinja, um, his manager, who's in Whiteface. Um, don't know how to feel about that. Um, <laughs> at least it weren't a white dude in yellow face or whatever as they oh, say I love, yeah that could have been rough yeah <laughs> and we get a massive pop because his opponent was Brett the Hitman Hart and I mean well just, just before Brett walks out he is with Chris's favourite interviewer of all time Toddy P Mr Pettengill who's got a cracking mullet what, oh he's fantastic what a hairdo that is the man's um, beautiful and Brett says that Hakushi is great, but he'll prove that he's the best there is. Best of all, best of all, you know, with all the Brett shtick. Um, Hakushi, better known as Jinsei Shinzaki, um, the, he's called here in this show the modern day kamikaze. And I'm just thinking to myself, who the fuck named him that? You know, it was Vince. Yeah, more likely. Vince. <laughs> you know, um, it was Vince. I can't imagine Pat would have said something like that. So, um, Shinja was actually Aiko Sato, who was in yeah, um, Sato, yeah. the Orient Express before they actually used a white man with a mask. Um, what was yeah, his yeah, name? Paul, into... Paul Diamond. Yeah, Paul Diamond, who's like ridiculously cut physique, just didn't quite fit. <laughs> um, weird hearing USA chants um, in a match between a Canadian and a Japanese guy. Um, made yeah. you wonder if the crowd just didn't want either man to win. It's weird, man. It's that yeah. whenever there's a foreigner, it's always USA, USA. Whether the guy they do it all the time with the Canadian really for Luger. I'm not sure <laughs> on the fucking Luger Express. Yeah, um, this match was. I, I enjoyed it. It was probably the best match on the show. It was good, which doesn't help things later on in the show. But for now, we can enjoy it. Um, Brett's corner bump always good always really good like he's and he's taking a bad one um hakushi hits a bronco buster which i never quite understood that move yes yeah, it's, it's if you've got betty swallox um yeah. and then you jump on someone in the corner you're basically wafting your nut scent in their face mm -hmm. which can um you know make you a little bit oh it's like it's like today your nuts are swimming and proper yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's when the move's more effective when you've got yeah. smelly bollocks and you make it knock someone out with your stench from your testicles. 
Shinja is getting getting is getting stuck here and he's attacking Brett on the outside. Um, Good teamwork, as uh, Doc yeah. was saying. Uh, well, Doc Hendricks decides that he's going to tell Vince to be neutral despite being very, very pro heel. Um, yeah. One of the better lines he's had, like he has in the whole show, really. It's great. Apart from when he's trying to convince Jerry that Brett's on his way to the ring. Um, that's <laughs> later on. Uh, that flying headbutt's nice. I've got that as well. Diving headbutt is sick. Very nice. Um, um, very nice. I mean, Harkushi could work, man. Harkushi, when, when I was growing up and that, I always wondered, like, you know, I, I kind of was smart to the fact that they weren't real tattoos, but yeah. I thought they, they must be kind of semi-permanent because it would have been a cunt to try and get them on every time, you know? So he mu they must have been like semi-permanent tattoos. And then the ones on his face would have been, you know, like the ones that you got in bubblegum that you like, you, they yeah. come on a little bit of paper and then you get them wet and then just peel them off. Well, the other thing <laughs> here is that you notice that you know, once you go through, you notice that Hakushi doesn't stick around much for long. Despite being, you know, decent worker, you know, good look, good moveset, he doesn't hang around in the WWF that time, like for a long time anyway. Um, Brett starts to make his way through his moveset. You know, we all know what it looks like. You know, the, you know, he starts working the leg and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's all Brett stuff. It's, you know, and I, I don't, I don't dislike it. So, you're never going to hear a complaint from me when it comes to Brett going through his moves. I know people, some people might find it boring, but not me. Um, and he hits a huge clothesline and Hakushi does a flip on it and looks really menacing. I, uh, I, I quite enjoyed that. There was th this match, actually, if you think about it for 1995, there was some pretty high flying impactful moves. Yeah. You had um, Brett going over the top for Shinja. Like, he literally did a suicide dive. Well, yeah, that comes up, yeah, next. It's a, it's a really well-done suicide dive. Like, unexpected. No one's hanging around at ringside for it. No. Something we, you know, talk about all the time. That's right. No waiting to catch him or anything like that. Brett just throws himself out towards Shinja, and it's done really well, and i got no complaints. It was good. Um, and then Hakushi does like the backflip onto Brett outside as well. Yeah, it's uh, spring, you know, the springboard, springboard move. Yeah, they it's both fucking... go out on a suplex. Yeah, they both that end up was... over the top rope and brutal. Yeah, just you know, would you have called it a spot vest at the time? Hell no, no, because it's all sort of tied in and everything's been sold well. Yeah. I mean, Great match. Yeah. Is it out of nowhere? It's a victory roll. Brett wins it. You know, all part of the plan. Really good. Un undefeated Harkushi was before this match as well. He was undefeated in the quotes, yeah, at that point. Um, and then <laughs> the best part of it is Brett twists his knee climbing out the ring. Yeah, he jumps out, jumps over, lands a bit dodgy and uh, does his knee in. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, will play into the rest of the evening. Um, Toddy P is at the uh, one nine hundred number station. Do I get? Do I have that right? The superstar um, line, baby. Yeah, uh, he's with Stan Lane and the Lundra Blaze. I'm not sure why Blaze is there. She didn't work the show. Um, no. Um, maybe she did the dark match or something. 
So Stan, Stan, uh, yeah, Stan Lane and Lundra Blaze, and then Lawler turns up, doesn't he? Yeah, Laura insists that his match start with Brett right away. Now that he's seen Brett's twisted in me, he wants that match. Let's get it on. And then uh, he claims he got beat by his mum. Yeah. Page. Yeah. We see his old girl turn up later on. We do indeed. Uh, <laughs> um, we also have Stephanie Wyand. Is it? Stephanie Wyand. Yeah, Todd, Toddy P's PIC. Yeah. Um, she's talking about the sweepstakes for the house that you can win in Orlando. Uh, this was the first in your house, so they thought, fuck it, we'll give away a house. Why not? Why not, mate? There was 340,000 entries. That would make sense with around about the pay-per-view buyers, yeah. Right. I guess, did you have to buy it to be entered? I don't know. Right. No, but maybe all the people that entered for, I've got to watch this just in case I win the fucking house. Yeah. I don't want to man. miss the phone call. Um, next up, it's uh, it's a handicap match because uh, one of our scheduled participants is injured and can't make it. It's uh, going to be J- Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Great, great character, Jeff. Ain't he great? Ain't he great. And his roadie. Who looks fantastic too. Um, taking on Razor Ramon. Uh, this, I think, this is not far from their match that they had at WrestleMania that year. Yes, Razor. Yeah, yeah. Um, at WrestleMania 11, which you can catch a review of way back when. Go into our video archives or listening archives, and you can find us talk about WrestleMania 11. One of one of my favorite reviews, actually. It was a good. I really yeah. enjoy the show. Good review that we did as well. Um, you get the one, two, three kid on the phone. He was the other guy that was meant to be in there. Uh, he's on the phone. I can't remember what he said. He babbled, really. Yeah, I mean, he's he, not an accomplished you know, talker. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was just a quick one, basically. Yeah, I wish I was there and all this. Um, Judith Chalmers, wish you were here, but it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah, there weren't much to it really. Um, Doc Hendrick says, "Oh, didn't he want to speak to me after?" No, no. Uh, that that was it, mate. Really. Um, we keep going. Uh, Razor Ramon says it's personal. Uh, I think he says that to Todd, doesn't he? Um, he gets another. There's another massive pop for Razor. I mean, this guy's over in '95. Knowing what he's going to do in '96 and '97, you know that makes perfect sense. He's uh, it's not someone we talk about a lot. Razor, I love. I think Scotty Hall was great, man. As Razor Ramon, he was. Um, he was uh, underutilized. Possibly, man. I mean, it was. It, I mean, he he still had his runs with the IC title. Um, he had some good matches. Forced to work with Dean Douglas. Yeah. That's punishment enough. Uh, you know, he he did have nice little runs here and there, but he never really got the big push because, you know, there were bigger guys. I mean, and he's a big guy, but, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah, you know, around this time you had Diesel up there, you had Psycho Sid, you know, Hogan had left, obviously. Um, you know, the yeah, he, he probably was, uh, but he sold a shitload of merch. He did you know, he was a fan favorite for sure. Um, Chico, <laughs> hey, y'all, 
Hey, yo. Jeff Jarrett's ring attire, always on point. Always looks very strange with the uh, weird things going up his body. and The strappy straps. Yeah, the little collar. Yeah. Uh, and this match is it's a bit weird. I'm... It, at times I felt like I was into it, and then times I thought, oh, this is going nowhere. And smart tags from Rody and Double J going well, like obviously Rody, Road Dog, whatever you want to call him. In ring debut. In ring debut in the WWF, yeah. And he uh he didn't shame himself at all. No, I mean we we um we had an interview not long ago with the great Chris Hamrick who we spoke about the uh, Road Dogs' older brothers, who the Armstrongs, who um, Chris Hamrick wrestled on many an occasion. Um, so check that interview out as well. You see, that's a beautiful segue there. Brilliant. Love it. Love um, you know, if I have to toot my own horn, I will do. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, it's his in-ring debut. He would later obviously become the road dog, uh, Jesse James, um, and with the great DX. And this is his first little in you know, because he was doing stuff. He was doing bits and bobs. Oh, he, he was he's the he's the one that actually sings the song, isn't it? Yes. He's the one that sings, you know, with my baby tonight, whatever it is. What a tune, bro. <laughs> What a tune. Don't get me gassed. Don't get me gassed. I will, you know. Pause on this video and go and listen to that song. <laughs> Three minutes or so, you know, check out what they thought was Jeff Jarrett, but he was lip syncing the whole time. It's actually, you know, like road dog singing the whole time. They did a live thing on an event as well, wasn't it? Was it at WrestleMania or like a... Oh, I can't remember. Where he was actually there with a band, lip syncing, giving it the Milli Vanilli. Oh, yeah. See, I want to. I want to look that up now. I want to see what what show that was from. But let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Fuck it, man. This is why podcasts. We we love this long format, man. We can just quickly yeah. grab. Oh, sorry, I was listening to battle rap earlier, and that just oh. popped up. <laughs> In the meantime, um, there was a couple of mishaps between Jeff Jarrett and Rody. Um, Again, this match sort of fell apart a little bit for me in the middle and towards the end. And in between one of those mishaps, Razor hits the uh, Razor's edge and gets on Jeff, on Jeff and gets a win. But I think Chris is going to tell us where it was. I've got it. It was in your house too. Oh, man, we were so close. <laughs> yeah, it was in your house too. So it was the, it was the next in your house event yeah. um, with my baby tonight. And he was there with like a laugh live band. Um, and it's on WWE.com videos. This is where he Jeff has Jarrett. like the hat that lights up and stuff. Oh, it's amazing, bruv. Yeah. It, it, it's, his attire was always top notch. You know, the lighting glasses, um, the hat that lit up, you know, the strut. You know, it's, <laughs> fuck, man. Jeff Jarrett was a great heel. I don't, you know, don't care. A post-match heat for Jarrett and Rody to get back on uh, Razor. It it's going. You know they start working Razor's knee, and then I'll say this in jest, but you know don't pay for him in advance. Here comes Aldo Montoya. Um, I was going to say he no, he didn't no show this one. <laughs> um. I'm not sure what, what we can say about this. So. We're, we're, we're in 
<laughs> we're in the podcast community and there's a uh, you know bits and bobs going around of him no showing events and no showing stuff been, so, yes the man that formerly known as aldo montoya mr pj Polaco, has been taking money and no showing uh his scheduled appearances on other podcasts some not all from what we hear i mean we chatted with him I, I chatted with him on, on you know, and we, we thought about getting him. But, you know, it, it's so, so, let's say some guys are, are oversaturated when it comes to shoot interviews. And he was one of them. And we just, you know, we just decided n- not to do it, um, you know, um, you know, and yeah, other, other guys, you know, it's crazy, isn't it? It's it's, you know some people in the podcast community have certain ideas about certain guys and then other guys are like, no nah, man, they're sound, you know, they're, they're yeah, absolutely fine. Um, you know, same thing when it comes to other people that we have spoken to on our show. Yeah. Who have been nothing but a delight and other people talk dirty on them. And it's not that this case, it's not our business to talk about who those people are, but yeah, 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 yeah. We're not, yeah, yeah. Aldo Montoya, PJ, you know, just incredible stuff is out there on in the news, yeah. Stuff. So, you know, we, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he didn't know show this one, he turned, he turned up, up his booking, um, to attempt to make the save. They just wrote Rody and Jeff Garrett, just get rid of him. He's it's nothing like. Who the fuck is he to come out? It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He literally came out, tried to help and got his ass whooped and chucked out the ring. And then a random, or as Vince would think, it's a random unknown to the commentary booth comes out and just starts laying waste to Rhodey and particularly Jarrett, even like mounting at one point and starts punching his head in. Um, Right. And, you know, the cops have to get involved and escort this man out of the... uh, out of the ring area. Uh, and it's later found out that this man's name is Savio Vega. Absolutely. And, you know, Savio Vega, again, another segue, was spoken about quite a lot in our interview that we had with Mike Drosy, yeah. a.k.a. Duke the Dumpster Drosy, who was uh, quite good pals with Savio Vega. Um, so, yeah. Uh, great interviews. All completely different interviews in their own right. Go and check them out. Especially, you know, you know, if you've got if you've got two hours, listen to Chris Hamrick. If you've only got an hour, listen to Mike Drosy. You know, like we, I mean, we've we've had some great interviews. We, you know, we've had Mike Mike Drosy, aka Duke the Drums Dumpster. We've had Anthony Corelli, aka the Amazing Santino Morella. We've had uh, Sonny Ono. Yeah. Um, we've had Chris Hamrick. You know, and we, we've got tie in there more. with Sonny. If you've been watching, you know, Dark Side of the Ring, those uh, documentaries on Vice. Sonny spoke to us about you know career and how crazy it was there. Before that, um, Dark Side of the Ring even came out. He, he yeah. spoke to us about that pre-stuff, um, you know. So we're, we're doing bits and bobs, man. We, and we've got some other stuff in the pipeline. But, um, yeah, um, Savio Vega was quite good friends um, with Duke the Dumpster Drosy. Yeah. So a little segue there. But, yeah, this is Savio Vega. And they do this little thing in the uh, Superstar line, you know, when they're like, oh, he's my old friend, you know, Razor yeah. Ramon. He's my friend, you know. He's like, thanks, uh you know, gracias. <laughs> yeah, they did a little, yeah, a little fist bump and a gracias. That's right. Um, there's a King of the Ring promo because King of the Ring is coming up. That would be the next bigger pay per view. And then we cut to something that I never thought I'd see in '95. I, I was completely thrown by it. 
Jerry Lawler is arguing with Jack Tunney. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to see someone Tunney other than Lawler. Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, Hogan's somewhere off in the back shouting, screaming for Tunney for no reason. <laughs> Still testing his Tunney! luck for a rumble, yeah. Yeah, trying to do charades to show him how he was pulled underneath the ropes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a Hogan complaint, is there? Oh, no. There's a vid promo on Sid um, that is an okay vid promo. It was quite good. It was better than his actual promo later on in the show. I don't know. I like that. We'll get to that. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. When it was just a close-up on his face. uh, Yeah, I mean, we'll agree to disagree on that. No, I love that. Fucking Sid is finest. Vince cuts us to some random guy. I couldn't remember. His name. I didn't hear his name properly. It was Bruce something. Bruce whatever. It wasn't Pritchard, but he's no. shitting Brett shirts in the yeah. crowd. And there's some serious mullets in the crowd too. Um, some uh, one-size-fits-all fucking shirts. One-size-fits-all. And he says, oh, it's, it's like XL. So it's fucking XL, mate. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> Clearly one-size-don't-fit-all. What, do they oh, shrink or get bigger? Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, we moved to a King of the Ring qualifier. They, you know, probably why we had that promo on King of the Ring. Yeah. Uh, Mabel with Mo taking on Adam Bomb, and I mean the the silence was deafening after the introductions, after the ring walks. I mean, Adam Bomb gets a decent enough pop, maybe. He and does get a good pyro, pop. but yeah. His pyro was sick, bro. It looked like an atom bomb. The mushroom cloud was sick. It was so good. Mo provides a distraction for Mabel to get the jump before the bell. Um, And this is where it takes a little bit of a weird turn. Like, Adam Bomb is throwing throwing out some decent offense with some high-flying moves, some high-flying clotheslines and stuff on Big Mabel. I suppose you've got to do it. The guy's massive. Um, Ironically, Mabel, our ICO Pro winner of the week... um, (laughs) (laughs) it's not not happening even he's not the biggest guy on this show Um, he he hits what I can only describe as the world's strongest slam it's something that Mark Henry would eventually want to use and gets a three count it's it's not a squash because Bomb gets his moves in but it's quick like a squash that's right you know I said in my notes Bomb had some good heat but it was basically a squash um yeah, so we cut away to Todd. Um, this is a bit we've already spoken about. He, it's with Razor. He says, you know, meet Savio Vega, he's a good friend, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then this is a weird one as well. Tag team title match. The challengers don't even get an entrance. Yeah, I thought uh... that was strange. Um, the Smoking Guns, who lost their titles at WrestleMania 11, get their rematch against one of the greatest tag teams of all time, in my opinion. Uh, Yokozuna and Owen Hart, who are with Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji. Yoko's huge here, man. Oh, he's got them Brontosaurus thighs, man. Massive. Yeah, dude. Oh, Rodney was big here, man. Yeah, he's... um, Wow. But he's still moving relatively quickly. Yep. Yeah, he's still got, he's still got the speed under all of that, and I was, no, I mean, yeah, I was like, I was a little bit shell shocked by it because I wasn't expecting him to be that quick on some of it. Granted, he did jump into a rest hold straight after that. But, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, it, you know, 
as wrestling goes as well, Yoko was fucking good at what he does, man. You know, he was, you know, even when it comes to the punches, you know, even the, the, the bread and butter stuff, he was just good. You know, he was just good. You know, the devastating leg drop, you know, the, 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 the punches, you know, he was, he was good. And the guy was fucking mahoosive and he can move. Unit and a half. Um, yeah, mate. Owen gets his moves and he's obviously going to be carrying the lion's share of the work here. Uh, really nice Inzaguri. That's one of Owen's bread and butter moves, man. Like something you put to good use with Michaels in their angle the next year. Um, Yoko posts, posts himself on the outside and this is the gun's big moment to try and take the title back. Yeah, and they can't take advantage. They hit Owen with their finisher, whatever that is. Yeah, it was like um, like a, a, a stunner. Like no, actually, what is it? Like a, a neck breaker. Yeah, like, a, type thing. Yeah, but I don't know what they're doing. They piss around with it, and Yoko drops one of those massive legs on Bart Gunn at ringside. It rolls him in. Owen pins him. Done and dusted. Owen again, much like that first match where. You know, Owen runs in and instead of doing any moves, just pins the guy. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that was a that was a classic moment from WrestleMania 11. Owen, again, it happens again. Owen just, instead of doing any more moves, just fuck it. He's done. I'll pin him. And that's Great it. Great heel. Yeah. Great heel. Cracking Owen heel moments. Uh, and that's it. That's just the, that's the tag team title match done and dusted. It was very quick. Again, it's, if we're not talking about it a lot, it's because it wasn't very long. Mm. <laughs> you know, there's times where things like, you know, we've spoken about Michaels and Jericho at WrestleMania 19 and stuff like that. We spoke about that for, you know, at least 20 minutes. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's probably about that. And But these matches just, you can tell it's not a big pay-per-view. It's a smaller one and things are just flying by. Um, Todd is with Diesel and Diesel remembers his mother on Mother's Day. Um, He'd lost there the year before. So that was, you know, him being humanised, I guess. Yeah. He was uh, pretty sombre. Yeah. He's like, you know, shout out to all those people that have lost their mums and all this. Um, <laughs> but then it's followed by a really fucking bad segment to follow it with. But yeah, it's... Um, yes. It, it, um, Diesel realises he's Mark Mann as champion, but he says he's 100%, the back's fine something to do with an incident with Henry Godwin the week before. Yeah. But he says, no, he's 100%. It's another, we get another 100% later on. Um, yes, Jerry Lawler is in the ring with his um, his mother. Yeah. Um, do you want to take this? Because I don't know how to, this is such a strange segment. Oh, I mean, as we say in the UK, he's in the ring with a painting. And um, you know he's trying to he's trying to pass it off as his mum. Very strange. It's really weird. Um, I like I say I don't really like you said I don't really know where to go with it. Like he's in the he's in the ring with a chick, um, and he's saying this is my mum, and she's like, yeah, you know, you once you beat Brett, I wanna. She wants to challenge Helen Hart. Like, what the fuck is going on? That's right, you know, and he's like. Oh well, if you see like a, a bag of flesh sitting oh, anywhere, 
Yeah. A wrinkled bag of flesh. It's awful. Um, it's a terrible you know, promo, let's be honest. It's terrible. It's just cheap um, heat. Todd is backstage with Brett, and Brett is bouncing around. He is 100% as well. He's pulled the wall. He has absolutely, you know, pulled a fast one on Jerry because his knee is fine. There was no twist. It was all a big fucking fake. Um, and uh, Doc Hendrick says, oh, maybe all that acting in Lonesome Dove paid off. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the better parts for, for Doc. He's trying to get Jerry's attention as Brett is about to make his way to ring. He's trying to shout at Jerry, Jerry, his leg's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Jerry, you know, obviously can't hear it over the pop for another pop for Brett. Like, you see him, seen him already. Like, I thought the pop would have been smaller, but it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Brett, Brett at this time in 95 was he was over dude he was yeah you know uh, well he's he was, probably he's probably the most over of anyone on the show and that includes our champion diesel yeah uh, i mean that's so so good they let him wrestle twice you know yeah again like you think about the talent pool at the time though in 95 apart from Shawn michaels who is absent from the show who else have you got that could have done anything? Like Luger's on his Luger's on his way out at yep. this time. He's going to turn up on TNT a couple of months later. You know the Godwins, Hunter hey, Hearst, Helmsley. Yeah. Yeah, like what the hell, man? Like it's yeah, I can see why they're not doing great business at that time. Yeah, I mean it was. Um... This is pre Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is pre The Rock. You oh. know, this is this is pre Nation of Domination. This is pre Ringmaster. This is pre yeah. You know, this is the the low. You know, you've got yeah. It's it's. I mean, they the Undertaker was there, but he yeah. didn't even really. Well, he appears on your show, but not mine for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Titan Sports. Yeah. <laughs> Silver Vision always, bro, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's why, you know, the VHSs, you know, I, I still keep getting them, you know, I, I still keep buying them when I can, like, and they're still fairly cheap. You know, if you join these, these VHS groups, you can pick them up for a couple, literally, like we're talking a couple of quid per video. We're talking about things that were bought. I'm going to, I'm going to interject for just a second because, Good old uh, San Francisco toy makers have come up with a with an absolute beauty. Uh, this was picked up for me by a friend. Um, Fifteen of our English pounds. Uh, that, is a, that is a Johnny B. Bad. Wow. And it's I'm a, so bad. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. It is in great condition. I've I've well. just actually. I've just put a San Francisco toy makers because uh, I've got, I had loads of stuff like in boxes and stuff, but I was just trying to find little spots to put them and I rearranged my thing and I put I can this. See, yeah, box. some some good rearranging there. Some, the, ring, the ring has disappeared. The ring's gone. But I managed to get this guy up, the old San Francisco toy maker. And it's still got a, a four, $4.96 Walmart sticker on it. Wow. And you press him and he vibrates. 
<laughs> I'm not sure what people would do with that. I think you know. Oh. Um, oh. What? If you've got a bad back, you can massage your back with it. What were you thinking? Get your mind out of the gutter. And obviously, this you is can, why we're you know, Hertfordshire's number one wrestling podcast. People. You know that, bro. You know. So yeah, <laughs> oh, we love a San Francisco's toy maker, don't we? Do we? indeed. There is a, love it. You know, I've got the Match Miranda Savage one. There's a Goldberg one, like in my collection as well. Like some really, really good shit. Got a Scotty Steiner as well down there somewhere. Yeah, I moved the ring. Did you see? Yeah, I've yeah, the ring, the ring down. In Chris's background. Um, I've had a little rearrange. Yeah, there's a couple more like. It's like WWE figures. There's Sting there. The, the bootios are in place. Yep. As is the VHS of In Your House one. You know, <laughs> I had perfectly to, placed, man. I had to put it there for the, you know, and I've got me uh, the slammers up there. Takamisha yeah. Oku, Dude Love. Got the Team Extreme there. And I've got me little mini figures that you can't. I'm, I'm just glad that there's not a uh, poster of that god awful fucking film in there. No, there is. It's just you can't see it. It's right ahead of me. Uh, the we can't in, see it, everyone. That's great. Thunder in paradise, bruv. You framed it, remember? Like we said. Of course. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, Bret Hart. Yes. Taking control of this match. Jerry, Jerry Lawler. Chicken shit heel 101. Yeah. Anyone watching, you know, or trying to become a chicken shit heel. Just watch Jerry in the WWF in the 90s. He is an absolute bag of shite. He is so, he's so good at begging off. He's everything like he does is, you know, and this was the guy who was a babyface for like decades in Memphis. Yeah, he was, he was, he was even king. in the first match with Bret Hart and Hakushi, it cut to a double feature of him watching a screen and just like rubbing his hands together and just loving it and like getting involved in Hakushi's beating the fuck out of Bret. He's a complete chicken shit hill, you know? It's, yeah, Brilliant. really good. Um, Bret no-sells the pile driver. This is Jerry's big move. That, Amazing. That, this would not have happened in Memphis. I'm just, oh, dude. Like, the pile driver would have beaten him. Uh, no, he no-sells the pile driver. Um, crazy. He hits uh, Jerry with his... Uh, sorry, he hits Jerry with his own pile driver. And then this is where things get really spotty and sketchy. Our idiot referee for the evening. Who is it, Chris? It's Mr. Hebner. Yeah. Dumbass has been screwing Brett since, you know, 95. We should have known. <laughs> um, gets himself caught in the ropes in between the bottom and the middle rope and falls out the ring while still caught in the ropes. Um, Shinja, our white-faced demon, <laughs> turns up um, to distract Brett because then Hakushi comes flying in with some sweet headbutts. Um, it all just gets a little mad and like there's no way to... There's no stopping it. It just gets a little bit... You know, and something I noticed after the match, we'll get to that, but the two, two diamond headbutts are enough for Jerry to roll up Brett and get a win. Yeah, it was a bit sketchy, man. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw the camera sort of cuts to Brett talking to Earl Hebner. And Brett looks pissed, but not in a pissed kayfabe kind of way, because it looks like he mouths the words, that was shit. 
Yeah, he's, yeah, he says, fuck's sake, that was shit. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> what he says. Um, <laughs> For fuck's sake, that was shit. And it kind of was. The ending, like, you know, you were sort of hoping Brett and Jerry could put something together, but it wasn't to be on this night. It was poor. They had other stuff. Maybe do you remember? They had where... less time. It was, you know, something to do with that. But remember where they had the Survivor Series and you had the King and the Knights against Brett and his oh, yeah, brothers. Jerry, yeah, Jerry didn't. Um, Jerry couldn't appear, could he? Shawn Michaels had to take his place. Jerry had some legal issues. Yeah. yeah. I think we'll leave that one for another day. Yeah. Next up, we have a promo which was enjoyed by Chris, but not by me. It was, I thought Sid's, it was good, man. Sid's mumbling promo, as I called it. That's his style, bro. You know, That's he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you one of my symbols, a symbol of victory. You know, he yeah. was, he was always. It wasn't. Let, I mean, I'll be honest. It wasn't up to the level of. What do you think he's doing now, Nick? He's sitting there and he's got this feeling in his belly. You know what that feeling is? Fear. You know, it's not quite at like WrestleMania. Well, right, it's not as level. bad as, you know, nine days from tonight, nine days from tonight, you know, all that crap. But, you know, I had to bring it up. You know, I hate that fucking promo. I know you Live on dynamite. Live on dynamite. We move on from the promo from Sid, which again, I still don't think is very good, but. But we implore you, as we do with every go single show, go and check it out. We we oh, we yeah. literally the opinions are only those of uh, the the great JB and myself. You know, it's just our opinions. You know, you can watch it and think. You know, even in this um, little tag team that we've got here, Jordan thought it was not great. I thought it was sick. You know, so it was like, it is what it is, bro. You know, I remember Sid's promo from WrestleMania 8 where he calls uh, Mean Gene a fat, bald headed little O's. Yeah, and amazing. That's, see, that for me is, yeah, that's great Sid promo work. Uh, we'll move <laughs> on because next up it's the house giveaway. It's the big one. It should have been the main event, like easily. Oh, yeah. This was much like any bad live TV skit you might have seen on. And this is our UK fans, you know, something, some shitty giveaway you've seen on this morning or going live yeah i what other what other crappy shows run in the mornings that have giveaway i don't know like well you know loose women have giveaways i'm sure yeah you know and that, for anyone listening outside of the uk that is not you know a show that is not see. like it's not what you think it is it's... no we're not we're not you know we're not cussing women that like the d um, you know, we're not calling them loose. It's, it's, it's just a show. It's just a show called Loose Women, where just the we're just some women chat. Just chatting. Like, yeah, they're just chatting. But yeah, let, any bad TV skit. Um, but if anyone's gonna make it work, it's Toddy P, bro. It's Toddy P calling the wrong number. That's yeah, dude. <laughs> he calls the wrong number and things. You know, Vince is laughing, but I don't think he's finding it that funny. It was that fake laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. It was that funny. He's like, for fuck's sake, Todd, end this shit. Yeah. And we do have a winner, Matt from Henderson, Nevada. Matt Pompicelli. Matt, yeah, Matt Pompicelli, our ICO Pro winner of the... No. A... <laughs> we, don't, we don't know who that is. Um, Doc, however, claims to know him. Um yeah. It says, oh, you yeah, know, meet me at the airport tomorrow. 
golf privileges, man, because yeah. the, the house is uh, on a golf course. So and something I did look up is that the family, the Pomposelli family, sold the house for $175,000 six months later. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, wins a win, isn't it? At the end of the day. Yeah, they lived in Nevada and they didn't want to move to Florida. I would have fucking moved to Florida from Nevada, probably. Yeah, both hot, both, you know. Yeah. Probably less gators in... Uh... I don't know. Thing is, though, Florida's quite close to Jacksonville, isn't it? Yeah. Well, easy is Jacksonville is in Florida, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. In Nevada, yeah, less gators, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Who knows? But yeah, they they sold it and probably lived a happy few months whacking 175 grand on Charlie and sticking it up their nose yeah, cool. on, the, on the on the beak. Oh hell yeah. yeah. I mean we don't know that Matt Pompicelli is a raging cokehead and probably, you know, spent his fortune of 175 grand on beak. But, but I bet his promos you're in Nevada, you're close to Vegas, you've probably had a couple of bumps and a few flippers. Yes. Good luck to you, Matt. He's our ICO Pro winner for he this week. Matt Pompicelli. Matt Pompicelli from Henderson, Nevada. You are our ICO Pro winner of the week. Scott Steinman will personally deliver a suplex to you later in the week. And then give you a maths lesson. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Main event time. It's Sid. Psycho Sid, as Vince calls him. And will pay for it dearly. In oh, he'll pay. Minutes. Um, with Ted DiBiase, who hasn't left the company, still got his corporation on the go and all that, taking on our heavyweight champion of the world, Diesel. Huh. Um, best yeah. part of this this bit is Sid's awkward stare at Vince as it's Diesel right. makes his entrance. Sid does not move a muscle, just keeps staring at Vince. <laughs> And yeah, this it's so creepy. It's funny. I, I it's brilliant. I enjoyed that so much. He's, he's just eyeing up Vince on the outside. He's just literally just standing there staring at him, and he's like, yeah, doesn't doesn't flicker a bit. Just keeps staring at him. And Doc's trying to like jeer up and say, yeah, Vince, it was you. Call it to yeah. him, psycho now. <laughs> yeah, say to it, and Sid's like, say it to my face, McMahon. <laughs> I just, yeah, that's the bit. That's one of the best parts of the whole main event. I just couldn't. Um, and Sid does eventually get into the ring. Doc, you know, tells Vince he can thank him because he, you know, he he helped him out there big time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as as it goes, some of those were almost Heenan esque. Yeah. Like obviously, it's not even not a patch, not even close, but. Some of those lines you could you could imagine Heenan delivering them. Yeah, I mean this was th- this was I mean Heenan left in like what 94, 93, 94. Yeah. Just but b- the beginning of Raw in 93-ish. Well, probably trying to get that Heenan magic. Yeah, you know, many have tried, but many have failed. Oh, all have failed. You know, so Heenan still, I mean, it's been a while since we've bigged up Heenan on the podcast. So big up Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah, Bobby the Brain, shout out to you. But if we're talking about Doc Hendricks, we've got we've got to show Doc. the the signed WCW card. Yeah, Michael P.S. Hayes. Michael P.S. Hayes, mean, absolute star. I mean, I've I've waxed lyrical about him how many times? You know, if he was 
possibly in less of a party mood after the shows and kept in better shape, man. He was he was Shawn Michaels before Shawn Michaels. Oh, 100%. He was the and, shit. Yeah, like, that's... Bad. You know what song's going around in my head right now. Yeah, man. Bad Street USA. Let's get... <laughs> You know, pause pause the show again. Like, go and listen to Bad Street. Now, you've listened to With My Baby tonight. You've got yourselves in the mood. You're having fun. You're having a drink. That's it. Now, send it home with Bad Street USA and strut around your house like you own the fucking place. That, that's two <laughs> songs to add to the playlist when you're smashing the misses. Just bang them on. <laughs> now, I think With My Baby tonight is more of a mood swinger, like, really, to get them going, but... And then once they're going and you've got them, you've them over them. That's right. That's the closer. That's the finisher. <laughs> there's a there's a question for our listeners. Sexy, sexy entrance themes. And you can't use sexy boy. You have to think of other ones. Um, right. Stuff to get the missus going. Sweet Jesus. What have <laughs> we become? What have we become? Well, tell you what, we've become Hartford's number one wrestling podcast. That's what oh, we've yeah. become, baby. Don't worry. Um, Diesel, diesel, hello. Yes, diesel that's right. flying out the traps here. Um, it's a, this is the main event, which is two big men. It's I wouldn't say it's as slow as your typical big man match, but it's still pretty slow at times. Ted DiBiase does his best to distract so Sid can get the upper hand. Sid obviously starts to work the lower back because Diesel said it was a hundred percent. He's not going to trust. The top baby face who should you know tell no lies <laughs> so baby face in the 90s man you've got to be truthful honest and clean cut that's, that's it. right or the early to mid 90s you know once the late 90s kicked in you could drink beer and kick the shit out of who you wanted to that's right um, give them the finger yeah, yeah. um i noticed here that sid it seems like Sid is calling this in the middle of the match because Diesel was rushing. Yeah. And Sid had to try and slow him down. I don't know why Diesel was rushing. I don't know why Kevin Nash was, seemed to be rushing through everything. Maybe they were pressed for time. Who knows? But it's almost like he was back in, in you know, working with Shawn Michaels mode from WrestleMania 11 because poor Diesel was, was seriously, you know, jumping from spot to spot. And Sid had to slow things down, really slow things down. And by that, I mean a really long fucking camel clutch. Yeah. I mean, this, it felt like it went on forever, man. I mean, you, you've got two guys who are not the greatest in-ring performers um, going at it together, you know, it's a dance. And if you've got two guys with two left feet, you're going to end up with some broken toes. Well, here's where things change for me just a bit. It's, you know, and I never would have seen, seen Sid as a ring general. But by him slowing that match down, putting the camel clutch on, yes, it was long. He puts it on again, but he puts it on too close to the right. So he ever so subtly, and this is really good for me, he just subtly just slivers away from the ropes just enough. I thought, you know what? Fair play, Sid. Like, you know, oh. real fucking general. 
No, that's right. You know, it, it is one of them things where, I mean, he's got a, a, quite a bit of experience. I mean, we're talking, you know, Sid has been, I mean, we had Vinny Vegas, obviously, before, and they would have actually been in WCW around the same time. Yeah. Um, I remember Sid, like, jobbed out and left in 91, and I'm sure Vegas was around about then. Vinny Vegas yeah. there or Oz or something. Yeah. Know, there as a master blaster or an Oz or a... Yeah. You know, something like that. And Sid would have been back again in 93. Yeah. And I don't know, would Nash have gone by then? Nash, I don't know I if he, he might was have in been w- in, around in. I think he might have joined in WWF in '93 because he it was the '90. Was it? Oh, might have been '94. It might have been '94. He might have still been hanging around in WCW around '93. Which was the? Which one was the Rumble where he he broke out and eliminated like ten guys and was almost accidentally turned babyface? That would have been 94. Yeah, it would have to have been 94, yeah. So he probably, yeah, he was in the WF in 93. So. And Sid went back to WCW around that time. So they would have crossed over again. Yeah, I mean, Nash. You're looking it up, aren't you? Yeah, I am. He was... I'm thinking it was early to mid-93 he started becoming the bodyguard. So... For Shawn Michaels. Because I'm sure he interrupted in a match with Gennetti. Shawn and Gennetti in 93. You see, it's... It's, um... It's weird. He had, um... You know, he wasn't even in WWF for that long, really, Diesel. No, he wasn't. What he did in the time he was there was really weird, Um, you know, because what he did in the time was amazing, really, for, you know, for, for, for how long he was there. Yeah, I mean, he was Vinny Vegas till 93. Yeah. You know, and then... Two dudes of attitudes, nineteen three, ninety four. Well, that's for Sean, yeah. Yeah, so he would have been in ninety three. He left WCW. Um. So yeah, he was still there in ninety three, and Sid was in WCW in ninety three. And Sid would get fired again in ninety three. I'm sure because uh, the stabbing yeah. in Blackburn. Yeah. Yeah, we we are stabbing in Blackburn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of all places. Um, do you, we actually covered an event, a WCW event in 93, didn't we? Oh, I think we did. I think the main event was was Davy Boy Smith. It had Davy Boy Smith, Vader, Sid. Yeah, it's a beach blast, am I right? Yes, beach blast 93. Check back in our archives for that, bitches. <laughs> uh, back to the match, Sid. Oh, the, this, this, uh, this chokeslam doesn't go well. Um, he does do a good Orton kick, though. Oh, the uh, yeah, almost the punt, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he almost punts, yeah. But yeah, he tries to chokeslam Diesel. Diesel doesn't really get up for it. It's a one-handed chokeslam. Sid's not using the other hand to sort of shore, shore it up. Um, 
But then he goes up nice and easy for the powerbomb. And then he fucking mugs. He mugs about. And which, you know, works, I guess, to a piss off the fans. But he mugs about enough for it to be a two count. And then, uh, yeah, he gets turned around. Diesel, in a weird way, hulks up. He hits the turnbuckle and it's like, he's, yeah. I thought he was going to start shaking and walking around the ring and stuff. But That's right. And start think, pointing fingers. Yeah. Um, Diesel hits the jackknife powerbomb, which didn't look as good as Sid's powerbomb, I'm going to say. And then, of all people, this, is a, this one makes me die. Tatanka is the man to end this match. Comes out, starts laying into Diesel. Because he's a member of the corporation, wasn't he? He is. Tatanka is in by no means a main event. At, at what point is Tatanka going to be challenging Diesel and putting pressure on Diesel to become the heavyweight champion? Just sent Nikolai Volkov down. Oh man, they could have sent anyone else down. <laughs> Wearing the jacket with the cents on instead yeah. of the dollar sign. Tatanka is just not a believable main event thing at this time, and he comes out to end the match on a DQ. We get a massive pop for Bam Bam Bigelow to make the save. Again, this isn't a match I saw on this show, so I didn't know that Bam Bam and Tatanka had worked a match and what yeah. happened, but they did. So, but this is why it makes more sense if you'd seen their matches before. It would have done, yeah. Because um, Bam Bam Bigelow had left the corporation after WrestleMania 11, right? Yeah, I think they kicked him out after he lost. He to lost to yeah. LT, yeah. Damn, like, but still, they, they celebrate in the ring. It announces a DQ. Bigelow is bigging up Diesel, raising his hand. We get. Do we get pyro at the end of that? Possibly, yeah, a bit of pyro. And, yeah, that's it. We're out. Show finished. And at the end of it, we get a weird advert about (laughs) almost Star Trek and aliens and stuff saying that WWF could save the planet. Yeah, because everything... WWF. Yeah, everything's shit on the planet and the aliens are like, yeah, let's just destroy Earth. And then one of the aliens turns around and says, no, no, wait, there's this organisation called the WWF and uh, they've got quite a good following. So we'll we'll leave it. They'd, they'd seen a Tatanka squash match and thought, yes, we're sticking around for this. That's right. Of course they did. They saw, um, no, they saw uh, Lawler's mum. <laughs> they saw Cherry's mum and thought, fuck it, let's stick around. Let's hang let's- about. Let's, yeah, let's let's leave this planet and see where it goes. Yeah, that's right. Probably wishing they hadn't, but you know, they're not scanning Jacksonville, that's for sure. Oh snap, son! <laughs> and that's that's our show. That's in your house one. I'll apologise because I didn't get to watch Undertaker and Karma. These massive matches that I should have seen. Yeah. Chris probably watched them. They're probably brilliant. In yeah, the, they were all right. Um, yeah. because it, a lot of it was a carry-on from WrestleMania because obviously Karma stole, um, you know, the old, they had that that thing going with the urn and he was melting it down to make his chains and all that. Um, you know, obviously, as we know, Undertaker and Karma are like best buddies yeah. uh, in real life. Yeah. Um, and you had, yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Tatanka. 
again, another follow on from WrestleMania 11. Um, why they're not on the network, I don't know. I mean, how anyone figures out how that network works is beyond me. I wish I could pull someone or email someone and say, look, what's going on? Why are we missing out on Silver Vision matches and stuff? Like, yeah, you should be on there. Like, yeah, stop fucking around. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sort your fucking shit out. But yeah, that's it. Like we we have decided on what we're gonna watch next. It is an absolute cracker if you think so, or an absolute stinker from the other side. Um we are gonna do something that we we haven't that we obviously we haven't done yet, and but people have seen it many times. It is the dreaded slash famed triple cage that we're going to do. It's not from 2000 because, you know, David Arquette main events aren't for us just yet. It is Hello, man. the uh, 1995, I believe, uncensored. Yes. yes. With the triple cage where Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage take on about 97 people and which is only, what, one third of WCW's roster? 97? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there will be double camera, triple camera spots that I will fucking loathe, but we're going to watch it because, you know, who doesn't love a Hogan and Savage main event against 10, 12, 15 people? That's right. Mm. Correct. Those odds, I don't like their chances. That's right. right. No, I think we've spoken about it briefly before we've referred to it but we've alluded to it, but we've never... I actually thought we did do a review on it, but we never did. We did another one, another didn't we? Yeah, I think we did Uncensored 97, possibly. Yeah, something like that. So we did, we did another Uncensored. So we're going to step into this one. It will it be our next five, one. Which is, yeah, it's, it's another... It's the same year as this, so... Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, so... Um, that, Unless our man Chris has anything else to add, I think we'll uh, bid ye have got a fond farewell for now. Yeah, man, but it's just nice to be back in front of the old uh, Zoom oh, it's lovely. camera. Oh, yeah. um, we, we're still waiting to hear what the fuck is going on with this whole coronavirus thing and, you know, restrictions quick, quick being Quick shout, Boris, Boris and uh, Mr. Hancock and all you fellas, or you... Or you you know, jumped up tosses. If you need some help, just holler at your boys. We got plans. We can fix this. We'll book it. We'll book it. We'll we can. Book we can book. Thing, start to finish. Yeah, man. We can book it. Start to finish. Coronavirus. We booked it. We've already fantasy booked it. You know, we'll so, end it all live at Corona Mania. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Yeah. Exacto mundo, man. Nine um, nights from tonight. Nine nights from tonight, we can have it booked and wrapped up. But we, you know, because we want to get out to the wrestling shows, man. This okay. was, I mean, Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast was a test tube baby born in lockdown. Uh, you know, between myself and Jordan, we have created this bastard child that is Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. Um, it's like my two dads. Um, do you remember that? My two dads. Fucking hell. So it's like my two dads and Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast is our love child. And we created it in um, lockdown for our mental health. We're still going strong. Um, you know, we spoil it rotten. 
Um, but sometimes he does need a slap. But we, we, you know, we want to get out to the wrestling shows. This was something we've spoken about all the time. So when the wrestling shows start up again, the live shows, we will be out and about. And it is a possibility um, uh, we may get TikTok and we might do a couple of little TikToks. Oh, fucking hell. Come yeah. on, I've, man. I've really painted myself into a corner. Do you know, you, you know what really got me excited about going to live shows again? Could I be honest with you, right? We we had this interview with Chris Hamrick. It's, it's not the raffle, is it? In, in the mission. It fucking, dude, the <laughs> raffles are sick, bro. Don't fuck about. LDN Wrestling used to do the old raffles and that as well. Bruv, fuck about. Don't gas me up. You're like, <laughs> Americans, I don't know if they even, uh, I'm pretty sure they don't have like a raffle during. Oh, really, um, <clears throat> I'm sure they have raffles, but I'm pretty sure they don't have them at wrestling shows. And wrestling shows. It's like a British wrestling thing where you have a ra- <laughs> Oh man, this is why we do this podcast. So we, we, we <laughs> oh mate, you can't beat a raffle, especially when the, 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 the winning, the stuff that you win is stuff from a wrestling promotion in the UK. Yeah. Um, so, Oh, we, we had this interview with Chris Hamrick, right? And he was talking about 1PW, right? So I went back and I've, I've got a DVD. I've got a 1PW box set, which is amazing, okay? And you had Al Snow and the Blue Meanie versus Chris Hamrick and Tracy Smothers. And there's like a dance-off in the middle of the match. And like, you know, there's crowd participation. Yeah. And you've got um, Colt Cabana and the pucker one, Darren Burridge. Oh, God. Right? <clears> and they're like... To him. Yeah, mate. They're like Team Shag. And they're like going around Doncaster in like they going in <laughs> they go to Doncaster Stadium, yeah. And like they're like uh, Colt Cabana's like, hey, where's all the slags? Where's all the Brit- <laughs> where's all the slags? Yeah, shit it's like, not fly now, man. Dude, it's fucking incredible. Like it is, I'm sure it's a box set you can get, but it's like a one PW box set. Anyway, yeah. I watched it because when we were talking to Chris Hamrick and he talked about one PW, I was like, dude, I have all of their matches on a box set. So I went back and watched it and it was just, it was just great to see like a British wrestling show again. And I know it's had its ups and downs and we've spoke about shit to do with the speaking out and everything like that. And, you know, but we love British wrestling and we want to see some shows happening again. And when they do start again, we will be out and about doing bits and bobs repping chat grapple and cheap pops podcast so that is what got me excited about live shows watching the one pw shit and it was really good it's just nice to watch man yeah that is that is sweet man that is really cool um <laughs> we yeah I, I i don't really know where to go but like I'm it was just fucking man like it, a raffle but <laughs> Dude, you know, a raffle at a British wrestling show and they have like the stalls selling the merchandise. You know, they used to sell Hasbros and stuff there. There are are wrestlers that have got merch to sell, man. We need to get this, get wrestling back in. Like, there's probably some poor wrestler there with like stacks and stacks of T-shirts they just ordered before lockdown thinking they were going to get rid of them. They need to get rid of them at the merch stall at a show. Like, let's get it back together. Let's get it going, baby. Boris and your fellas. Fix yourselves up. We've had enough. We have literally, we've literally had enough now. We're done. 
you know so with that in mind remember to like comment subscribe you know dislike you know say what you want we don't we genuinely don't care if you get on the yeah get on the facebook group you yeah, know we, we it's getting it's flying it's flying man we've got a lot of interactions we've got a lot of people following the page it's fucking great stuff um you know the twitter and the instagram we're doing we're doing all right you know what i mean jordan's the fucking main man for that shit he's on it like a car bonnet he's he's on the socials man so at chat grapple pops as you can see in the bottom corner um yeah just get at us man talk to us you know it's good to talk as they say it really is um and i guess that's it we'll uh we'll see you very soon with uncensored 95 i'm jb the pic chris dread take care guys we'll see you soon